Hello and welcome to episode 8 of our podcast in Mindsight. Now, before we get into the topic for this week, Elias, how has your week been so far? I'd say, in your words, it was pretty solid. <laughs> I had the first exam of this semester. It was in philosophy, social philosophy. And I think it was went quite well. It was an oral exam and... <laughs> I try to like put out everything I have learned there and like the guy who's making notes I guess he wasn't that happy but the professor afterwards said that yeah it was quite good so um, I guess in one week time or so I get my results and I think that was quite solid and now I'm learning for like the second philosophy exam <laughs> right now and like at the end of the holidays there will be the physics exams so like that's one part of the um of my week and the other I'd say was quite social in that sense because like I took some time for me and some friends off um after the exam and stuff. We went hiking um in the mountains. <laughs> that kind of ruined my knees <laughs> for the next week because like um hiking down <laughs> the 1000 meters you hiked up is not that much of a pleasure um and other than that yeah i a few episodes back i said i wanted to get into that geocaching scene there and the past three days with like different people i kind of did and it's i have to say it's quite fun so yasin if you're up for that we can <laughs> also try oh, it yeah. out sometime definitely but maybe that on an episode episode then i guess <laughs> sure but maybe just very quickly for the people who don't know what geocaching is yeah, just a little sure. explanation um, here it's you, you can kind of imagine it like a parallel society <laughs> if you like have uh um access to that geocaching app um people are hiding um logbooks with also different objects which you can trade all the way around the world at different sites somewhere in the forest maybe in an old bunker down in a cave <laughs> or just around your city they, they are basically everywhere the these secret hideouts which i did not know before yet existed and due to some youtube videos and stuff i well got to know of them and thought oh yeah that would be quite a cool trip <laughs> or, or quite a cool um quite a cool things to do outside because yeah that's also another advantage <laughs> it's kind of like pokemon go just about the pokemon <laughs> and collecting or maybe like going around <laughs> more great example yeah various places there yeah. <laughs> yes nice kind of Sounds that's good. it and it's quite fun so if you're up for that we can also try yeah, that sometime we can definitely do that too yeah sounds sounds <laughs> real fun for Enough me about me though so yeah, yeah. <laughs> you already wanted to start go ahead exactly so yeah for me this week's been also pretty solid <laughs> <laughs> uh, i i Rock learned that. a javascript library which is called jquery you know i'm, I'm not gonna get mm -hmm. too technical it's just it's just an easier way to write JavaScript code without, you know, messing up your fingers all too much because of all <laughs> the code you have to write in normal JavaScript. Um, and also, so it's a like highlight. giving you some kind of shortcuts for writing, or yeah, exactly. It's basically just a few shortcuts and um, just a much quicker, easier to read way to write JavaScript code, 
which is you know it's great because programmers mm. are generally very lazy and we just want to <laughs> we just want to keep it short <laughs> and sweet you know just like um, mathematicians exactly <laughs> and another highlight of the week i would say has been to have driving lessons again Oh, which I've fancy. missed so much for the past two months because of the lockdown here in Germany or Bavaria. Mm. And yeah, it was great. I had one um, in the morning, I think Thursday and I, no, Tuesday. And I had one last night at around 9 p.m. until 10.30. <laughs> and it was great. I had, I don't know, I just love driving at night for some reason. And yeah, it was kind of calm soothing also more dangerous maybe you love it because of that (laughs) maybe yeah i just yeah it was great i i I loved it and i think i did a pretty good job at least were you on the highway there or no not on the highway but on like um on the german autobahn (laughs) (laughs) yeah no (laughs) i i I went to like the surrounding little cities and villages and to like um, a mountain nearby Füssen, Tegelberg, you know it. And yeah, just drove around the city and parked and uh, did all kinds of different stuff. Anyways, what it was very fun. And yeah, I loved it. I love driving at night. That's my point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, I also kind of like it, especially in trains, like when you can sleep overnight. <laughs> <laughs> not <laughs> yeah. with cars in that way <laughs> to yeah. get to your destination but like traveling by night is well i i think it's a quite good option to get from a to b because you don't like need to <laughs> live through the travel process and if you're driving it's also kind of nice because there are no mainly no other people around yeah <laughs> for sure all righty let's so get to the topic for, for today for shall we <laughs> yes enough about pokemon go now we talk exactly. about <laughs> growing up and uh yeah process <laughs> what the important like life-changing experiences we had the past years maybe and also like the most interesting point with which i guess we will start out is our advice to our younger selves maybe like thinking back five or ten years what what would you advise yourself to do other, uh, to do yeah. differently? There are quite a few things <laughs> for me, um, and you know, I I try to just take a few points here and there. I consider to be pretty important. I think the first one, which is definitely the most important aspect, would be to tell my like twelve-year-old self to to sort of have the courage to be himself more even if that means potentially sacrificing certain advantages he may have you know in in the education system or exactly or with (laughs) teachers uh, who may not like your opinion or may not like your approach and yeah I, i i've talked about it in the podcast as well that i feel like the last two years of high school i very much adapted to the school system to maximize my chances chances for success which you know in and itself is not <laughs> necessarily a bad thing <laughs> between yeah. you and me <laughs> yeah it's not it's not necessarily a bad thing but 
retrospectively, I sort of realized that it may not have been the best approach for me on a more, let's say, mental or emotional level. Because after A-levels, I was pretty much, I had no orientation, no real sense of who I truly was. And I feel like over the last few months, I I started to gain that back and to sort of be able to filter more who I am truly and what was only part of the sort of, let's say, illusion I created in the school system. So that's a big part. Have the courage to be yourself. Yeah, I <laughs> I totally agree. And I see so many parallels. I mean, um, if we live in a certain system, we kind of try to maybe adapt <laughs> <laughs> to exceed in the system but i think in the long-term approach that was also for me not the most intelligent move to pull off because now we're kind of on your own there are no like um tracks that are set by the system anymore you have to choose yourself where you go with your life <laughs> what you deem as important what you rather keep away of and I by just not thinking about kind of the way where I was headed or maybe where you were headed because that was like uh, externally forced upon you and just thinking about how you can exceed in this <laughs> certain setting you kind of lose track of what actually like maybe is really meaningful to you <laughs> at least that's how I experienced it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. To put it in rather abstract words here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think <laughs> a lot of people struggle with it. So I I'm 100% sure we're definitely not the only ones who have experienced that. And I think it's also just part mm -hmm. of, of our age, let's say, of life to have this feeling of, I don't really know who I am anymore and all that, to have this little... Um, little life crisis <laughs> there life crisis <laughs> exactly <laughs> um but yeah it's just an important point that i think would have spared me of a lot of headaches and frustration with myself to just accept certain mm -hmm. things about me work with them and not against them just for the sake of succeeding in the school system so yeah do you have a specific example there or something you speci specifically think about or <laughs> yeah i think something you rather not want to share here um no i can share something <laughs> i think a big, <laughs> a big part is that many times when there were discussions in yeah when let's say in, in german class or whatever i many times i would feel the need to you know, to, to just say my opinion, even though I knew uh, the the teacher wouldn't be all too fond of my opinion or it mm. wouldn't necessarily gain me any sympathy points. And <laughs> it's not necessarily that I didn't say anything. It was more of a, I started to formulate my thoughts in such a way that the teacher wouldn't necessarily feel like um I'm disagreeing with her. Mm. I was but trying to, yeah, to very much. Like, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was trying to very much censor myself in a way and filter my words in such a way that I would not lose of, I would not lose all the 
sort of sympathy points, let's say, that I've mm-hmm. been able to gain up up until that point. So that was but a big part. you were part. still kind of were bringing across your ideas? Yeah, in a certain way. But what really, what I really didn't like about my approach that time, let's say, was that I was just feeling I was censoring myself all the time mm-hmm. and not being 100% honest and not formulating my thoughts in a way that I wanted them to because I thought, oh no, the teacher's going to think badly of me. And it's just a very, let's say, cowardly approach to sharing your opinions and thoughts. At least that's my opinion. Well, that it, it kind of depends on what you're trying to achieve with sharing your opinions there. Um, I think if you want to like convince the other person <laughs> of like their their your idea, then you have to kind of adapt to their way of taking up information if you like honestly just put out your opinion there then many people are like felt feel like maybe you want to make them seem as dumb or (laughs) not that experience in life if you just like uh, one-on-one put your ideas onto the other (laughs) if you if you get what i want to say there um maybe you just oftentimes i feel like you have to kind of adapt your speech to the other person a little bit so it's more accessible to them to take it up no definitely i i totally agree with that but i think there's a difference between adapting to the person you're talking to and censoring yourself actively censoring okay exactly Mm -hmm. i think and that's just a big point among many others which i'm not not gonna (laughs) speak about now uh, that i just noticed and i just feel like i've censored my being let's say for the sake of success in the school system Mm -hmm. yeah i i think i feel quite similar at least (laughs) many of the opinions and stuff i was saying i was oftentimes just saying because that was what the teacher wanted to hear in that moment (laughs) yeah and because like it was maybe the socially acceptable way of putting things and that's also kind of something that I learned that you have to like form your own opinions, uh, like especially in the last year, last two years, that you kind of have to develop your own standpoint, do some research about things, <laughs> just not take uh, everything that other people say for granted and take it over as your opinion and stuff. Um, that does not mean that you radicalize yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it just means that you i don't know that you like kind of reflect about things and yeah develop your own not completely like solid standpoint um still kind of fluid influenceable by uh, discussion and stuff um but yeah that you kind of develop your character <laughs> in that sense yeah <laughs> that was also definitely. like one of my <laughs> problems and maybe still is a bit but podcasting here <laughs> getting into the business exactly definitely putting ideas out there in the world yeah but what what do you say is like your biggest your main advice you would give yourself when you were 12 years old okay okay (laughs) my my biggest advice um my most important advice would be like be proactive proactive in the sense of taking over responsibility for your life 
and like always maybe searching out new options and um yeah where where we can like <laughs> exceed a little more in life and what we want to do and where you want to get also like that opinion stuff is maybe playing a part in there be proactive and don't like that media and <laughs> all that stuff take too big of a position on you um to yeah like um especially like in the school system as i mentioned before we are uh kind of forced into it because like law requires you to go to school for like i think in germany at least nine years and your life is like uh, very much determined by outside factors there which you can't really influence and that whole proactive um attitude being proactive attitude there i think that would have helped me a lot <laughs> for developing like more interests especially like playing the piano which i started now and like kind of expanding myself into different directions and finding out what suits me instead of like being forced to different subjects on school uh yeah on me onto me yeah <laughs> if you kind of get what i mean yeah definitely um yeah i think it's what you said is i think part of of this notion to not censor yourself to be true to yourself and to say okay i yeah i want to i want to learn the piano i'm i have an interest in it it may not be although you know playing the piano is socially acceptable <laughs> but you know it may no uh, but like there's a difference between um having to learn the piano at school for example because it's like required because you go to school and actively choosing to do so because if you like actively yeah, develop your <laughs> interests and stuff that's much more meaningful than just being a puppet of the outside world in that sense yeah yeah sure God. <laughs> no no problem yeah sure that and I think what what I was trying to say is that being true to yourself in the sense that, okay, I want to proactively pursue learning the piano or I want to actively pursue, uh, I don't know, going to the gym, not because some external forces tell me to do so and not because I feel that would, let's say, increase my chances for success in the school system just because I have an interest in it. And I want to do it and I'm going to take, as you said, responsibility for it to learn to play the piano or go to the gym regularly and work out. And I don't care what the external forces say about it or um, how my chances for success are are influenced by that decision. At least that's kind of what I, I think hear when you say it. Yes, yes, and I also like uh, just came <laughs> just noticed that there's like also this other dimension to it, which I uh, wanted to portray. Um, many of us are like um, trapped in our social social situations. Like maybe we don't like our boss, maybe we don't like our professor, and instead of actively like proactively doing something, we just tend to live through it to just complain about how bad our lives. <laughs> <laughs> maybe are oh my boss is such an asshole he did that and that and um <laughs> in that sense like being proactive means maybe um yeah writing up your professor <laughs> telling him that okay maybe you can change up your uh yeah teaching like that and that 
that would make it more accessible or like uh, kind of trying to cooperate with your boss in a sense that you <laughs> yeah maybe get <laughs> kind of the benefits of the whole thing yeah of the job Sounds instead good. of just complaining yeah yeah all right like that's the most important thing i learned to, and especially like in my past if you can put it so i started very late to kind of develop my own interests apart from <laughs> going like to school and having to learn that because i like <laughs> oftentimes used to just go home do my homework and play video games <laughs> and that's <laughs> been the day <laughs> yeah which now is like <laughs> not at all what i am today at least in my opinion <laughs> I haven't touched a video game in ages <laughs> Yeah, I, I never actually yeah. played video games, which is, I don't know, I never, I never really missed it. You know, thinking back, I didn't have like a Nintendo or a PlayStation or a Wii or whatever. <laughs> I just never really felt the need to. Although, you know, I had some friends. I mean, and for my me, those were, those were fun times back then, but <laughs> <laughs> thinking about it, <laughs> could also have used your time differently. Or like me, I mean, with that. Yeah, and, you know, I had, you know, my cousin and a few friends who had all those things, Playstations and Nintendos, and I played from time to time, but I never really, I never really missed it. I don't feel like I missed out on anything. So, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I don't know if there are so many people that haven't played video games, like, regularly. I feel like playing video games in, as a kid or listeners or in general yeah sure in general i think in general because i think like the teenage years sort of i, I see it with my little brother he also plays minecraft from time to time mm. and it's and many many of his classmates like to play together and all that and i feel like playing video games is just this it has become sort of this normal thing to do when you're a teenager mm. So I mean, this. nowadays it's difficult to <laughs> do that many things together. So that's a huge like social part of maybe your brother's life right now because meeting up with your friends is kind of difficult. But maybe he did it before also. Yeah, that also. I was just, I don't know, I was just contemplating, I guess, uh, sort of <laughs> the way video games have. No, let's put it that way. I am contemplating the way that kids' lives are sort of influenced by video games and how mm -hmm. it's just the most normal thing to say, oh, I play Minecraft or I, I play Fortnite or whatever. Mm. Whereas I feel like when I was younger, playing video <laughs> games, <laughs> oh, at least we're so old. in my like, social circle, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> in my like social circle, playing video games wasn't, that big of a deal like nobody really played mm. that many video games there were just like two or three people who were like really obsessed and that's all they mm. were doing but for the rest of us it was like yeah, man you're so you're weird <laughs> <laughs> so yeah just a little yeah for, random two cents of mine was, for me it was kind of like balance i had friends who did not play video games at all and i had friends who like yeah played them moderately and for me, it was also like kind of a nice social thing to do, to meet up, to do some, I don't know, 
Smash Bros. Tournaments <laughs> and all that stuff. Thinking that, that back, that was quite nice. But I also like when when I when I think back, I should have gone outside more often, which I did like in my very early childhood without phone and all that stuff. That the I good old times. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. Do you have a what? What else would you like? have maybe given as an advice to your younger self <laughs> i think is there still something or? yeah definitely there are a lot of things but i think a big point again is to i, w I would tell my 12 year old self to be more patient with himself mm -hmm. and to not rush so many things and feel like time is running out because it isn't really and for some reason when we are younger or even now now that i'm you know 18 you're 19 i just sort of feel like time is running out and um i could be more efficient i could <laughs> oh, be faster yeah, i could be i could be and i know it's interesting Dude, i'm because turning 20 i'm turning 20 this year true <laughs> my life oh, is man. over you're getting old um <laughs> <laughs> uh. You should start thinking about starting a family, Elias. <laughs> the age has yeah, come. Yeah, that's so crazy. Like, if I think about <laughs> if I think other about other people who already like have children at my age, that's that's so at, crazy. I don't feel 19, ready for that. Twenty already have children. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of people out there who do. <laughs> Maybe not in my social circle, but in general. Okay like that's damn and like even uh, uh like a few decades ago that was like much more common also okay sure i mean if i yeah i mean if i think about that that damn i'm still feeling very much like a child myself yes <laughs> i'm not ready for that yet give me two more decades <laughs> <laughs> yeah but same i i don't really Okay, I'm I'm only 18, so I can maybe really relate how it is to almost be 20, as old as you with all the life experience. <laughs> But <laughs> okay, um, you're only one year younger. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, but I I can't imagine having children or even getting married at 20. As you said, I feel like I'm I'm still such a child in many ways and just so immature. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that I couldn't, Where's I couldn't your, possibly. Like, solid income <laughs> to carry yeah, your family. Exactly. Apart from you know the financial situation, all that, I just feel like me as a person, like mentally and all mm. that, I'm just not in a position to be having children and to take care of other human beings in that yeah, way I mean, and like, to kind of, <laughs> I like um, mentally or like with uh, my character and stuff. I think I wouldn't be able to like bring up children yet <laughs> to give them um like healthy values and care for them <laughs> in a meaningful way i think yeah, i'm exactly. missing out too much life experience yet uh, still here yeah for sure i think it's an interesting trend we see with people sort of becoming older and older when having children did you notice that i don't know if i yeah, don't know yeah, if that's it's like factually a correct thing but yeah that's Yeah, we're in our Western societies, like um, the age at where we get our first child <laughs> tends to be uh, grow older and older. 
or higher yeah, value. I think it's an it's a pretty interesting phenomenon because I think part of the reason is of course that people just tend to feel way younger at 40 than they did 50 <laughs> years ago. I mean, in the sense like uh, 40 year olds 50 years ago may or probably have felt a lot older than 40 years, uh, years old today. Hmm. I feel like that's a big part because I know a lot of, you know, 40, 38 year old are kind of, you know, friends of the family. And when I talk with them, it it almost feels like talking to you, you know, it's just <laughs> a very, it's still very childish in a way, although, you know, they have a ton of life experience and things to share it just very much feels like they and they they tell me many times that they they just feel like they're still 22 or they they really don't feel (laughs) like 40 and many of them still don't have children because as i said they feel like they're just not mature enough to to have them and to to raise a family and all that so yeah it's a i know it's a pretty interesting (laughs) I think there's also Phenomenal. like this other factor there that um, we want to like have success in our work life and therefore we delay getting children. Um, and also, especially like for me, I will still like study the next five years. That's still such a long time. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe that whole career aspect there. I mean, that's like definitely the yeah. like observed there. <laughs> definitely but yeah if you're like already into the topic of uh, <laughs> like bringing up children and stuff um we also like were made some notes about <laughs> how we were brought up and what we learned from there or what was like very helpful yes i mean you can start if you want there <laughs> sure what was like the so. most influential or the most beneficial uh, thing your parents did I think the best thing any parent can do for the child is to always support them and to really to show them that that they support the children. I think that's probably the most important thing a parent can do because you know, life is strange, life is chaotic and at times where you feel like you have lost all orientation and you don't know who you are and all that to have parents to have parents that you know you can completely trust and that you know have your back at whatever happens just <laughs> like gives you a sort, sort of, of foundation exactly it gives you a sort of stability and balance and helps you to not sort of fall over the edge at times mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're really close to the cliff <laughs> so yes support is a big one for me mm. and i think that support should also be like mainly unconditional like in the sense of do whatever you want as long as it's like <laughs> maybe not the very extremes like drugs and uh, <laughs> you know murdering people but other than that if like I had a child and it was like striving for, I don't know, becoming a professional gamer as long as uh, they are like, (laughs) I don't know, really wanting to pursue that and not trying to fool me into giving them more (laughs) uh, with your game time or whatever. Um, I'd I'd support them 
even if it's like not what's that socially uh, valued of a <laughs> career to pursue there yes yeah i think unconditional is a very good very good term for it not only unconditional support you know unconditional love and all those yeah all those fancy buzzwords we hear <laughs> but you know getting older uh i realize how important it actually is and was in my mm. life and i think in the lives of many people and how detrimental it can be if you do not have that sort of support from yes. your parents or it doesn't even have to be your parents necessarily just to not have any kind of support it can be your friends mm. you know other family members or you know whoever but having I mean, no like one thinking, to th thinking back on. as yeah sorry <laughs> i mean like <laughs> thinking back as a, a child i like was so i don't know vulnerable to every idea basically you didn't question your parents <laughs> and their ideas i mean still now nowadays where i'm like I, i'd consider myself as yeah i don't know quite reflective about stuff <laughs> it's always kind of feels weird to like question my parents <laughs> and their really? ideas yeah kind That's of interesting Because you like, I don't know, you grow up with your parents like being those sages that know everything about life. And <laughs> <laughs> usually, I mean, okay, not like maybe in your teen years where they like want to restrict you from your phone and stuff and where you're <laughs> rebellious. Yeah, exactly. But like in general, that they know so much more about life. But now I'm like growing into, okay, they're just, yeah, maybe also feeling like 22 and... <laughs> not having that that big of an idea about <laughs> life or maybe not knowing not knowing everything like especially like when uh <laughs> when it's about science for example my I, i'm i have not grown up in like an academic family and stuff they very much yeah are not i i i'd say i already exceeded them in that perspective <laughs> Yeah. And then then it still kind of feels like very weird to <laughs> question them in that sense. Like um yeah, I I don't know did was that idea kind of <laughs> understandable there. Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, just realizing that your parents at the end of the day are just human too. Yeah. Are just people <laughs> have their problems, their dreams and Their shortcomings. They're not and Exactly. As you get older, you kind of see them as just more human and sort of more accessible and you understand more where they're coming from and maybe why they did certain way the, th the way they did it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally get your point. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, for me, I, I also agree uh, unconditional support was like one of the major factors that brought me where I am right now because like they supported me at like <laughs> I don't know basically every program and stuff I took part in like financially and also like driving me there and still nowadays I mean I could pursue a professional gaming career <laughs> <laughs> and yeah they'd support it I guess so that's i guess one of the very healthy things you can do to yeah 
<laughs> bring up your children effectively if you, <laughs> you can say so effectively and productively <laughs> yes <yet>. <laughs> oh i'm still waiting for ali abdal's video in 10 years how i bring yeah. my children up productively <laughs> an extremely productive day in my life as a father <laughs> yes <laughs> that's how it goes yeah yeah and and another part that i already mentioned like that is still kind of helping me to get different perspectives on ideas and about life and in general is that i yeah as i mentioned didn't grow up in like an academic family i actually like more or less grew up on a farm with nature and animals and countryside stuff <laughs> and when you're like moving into the city to study in a late age it kind of helps you to yeah know where your roots are like that expression <laughs> that commonly yes. gets used here like back to your roots and it helps you like to i don't know evaluate what's meaningful for your life what maybe it's just some kind of new stupid trend <laughs> that you don't want to follow interesting yeah. do you have an example for that it sounds interesting oh um maybe okay maybe that not not that specific of an example but just that typical um yeah maybe over evaluation of <laughs> science and objective truth that we like tend to include into maybe academic families and stuff and that there's more to it with love and animals and nature and all yeah. maybe all the subjective things that you yeah get from <laughs> a farmer is another for example mm -hmm. and um other than that also like that we maybe tend to focus too much on that business side of life <laughs> yeah you know too much getting out of balance in that sense forgetting about nature which you for example don't have that much in the city depending on where you live like just living a happy life it helps I, i'd say it helps me to um, like step back out of myself and just look at my life and see, say uh, whether I'm living a healthy balanced life or whether I'm just like focusing too much on one aspect of it interesting yeah yeah I can relate to that I think we've also been pretty fortunate to grow up in an area where there's plenty of nature and just mm. I think also people who people who think that way that you know life is not all about business and uh, making tons of money and uh, being successful in the sense of having you know private jets and uh, big mansions <laughs> and all that. I think the people around here are pretty, in a way, simple yet yes, happy like and so very life smart say a and very good example of that is like the concept of i'd say minimalism because i'm really much way? um in favor with that because like okay if you're like <laughs> the son of a <laughs> very rich uh, business ceo father then you i don't i don't know then you don't tend to value maybe your money or what you got from your father <laughs> that much as uh, when you like get it yourself you know and yeah maybe you're too much uh also like attached to materialistic worth 
and like that minimalism approach there yeah you kind of try to <laughs> separate yourself from that yeah maybe if you don't definitely. have that much then you don't then you a value it more and b you yeah don't get attached too much to it to objects and money yeah and, definitely yeah. definitely um I, i'd like to to say another point regarding my upbringing becoming Ooh. the person who i am today yeah many <laughs> drugs were involved yeah <laughs> no um i know you think another plantation. yeah exactly <laughs> in the garden in the backyard mm. don't, don't tell the police <laughs> no uh i think actually two things that have been very important is for one that my parents just are so extremely patient not only mm -hmm. yeah with myself my brother <laughs> which you know <laughs> they they did need a lot of patience uh, patience with us uh, for the most time but just in general being very very patient they've never been people who kind of Uh, rush things unnecessarily and who are who allow themselves to get you know stressed by meaningless things and mm -hmm. and also i think they're just people who oftentimes think very long term mm -hmm. which may lead to them being so patient And just this patience and seeing it, let's say, in action, in the way I was uh, sort of educated, really helped me, especially in the last few months, to, let's say, implement it more easily in my life, to be more patient, because I've seen it, you know, as a child, and I still see it. See it and I've, I have sort of these role models to compare myself to in a positive way so yeah seeing that patience um of my parents has really really helped me along the way and has really enabled me to have those role models who you know who helped me become a better version of myself as they say <laughs> and <laughs> i think another point was that You know, considering my parents both uh, didn't grow up rich at all, <laughs> like absolutely uh, quite the opposite. I think they've taught me to sort of always be grateful for what I have and to never be greedy and to share with others without necessarily, you know, expecting something in return and... Mm. Um, being yeah, the sort of the person of parent. <laughs> yeah doing everything for you or maybe not everything but uh, many things for <laughs> your child without expecting any return at any point yeah and not only that just being not being the sort of person who who is like oh you still owe me two cents mm. from uh from october 2017 and you know it's just very um <laughs> the sort of very okay, I may help you, but you absolutely have to repay me in some way because mm. if not, uh, then I don't know, our friendship, uh, I don't value our friendship anymore or, you know, all that ridiculous stuff. 
so for me it had, had has always been like never be greedy always be grateful and share with others especially with people who may have less than you or who just may need help in the moment and who may not be able to necessarily repay you in some way in the near future and to just do it because out you know out of courtesy and out of goodwill so that was a big point in my life yeah um i i couldn't put it better that those are like <laughs> the best principles you could live by as a parent to bring up your child maybe i'd say <laughs> for sure wow yeah very solid um i think like we can move on maybe to our last point there we already covered like our advice to um our younger selves we covered how maybe our parents our situation influenced us when growing up are there any other like important life-changing experiences you went through are there even some of those in your life or would you say it's i don't know some kind of dynamic process or yeah just <laughs> just give out your thoughts there to your listeners and to me <laughs> yeah so when i was thinking about important or life-changing experiences in my life you know for as i prepared sort of my notes for this episode i realized two things that one a lot of things i'm just not willing to share publicly yet <laughs> just, you know, very oh i think we have to things. talk of after the episode there yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're just very private things that mm. you know have no place in a public podcast necessarily yeah and that i don't really feel the need to share publicly and another thing is that i realized is that most things that i feel like have changed me in a major way i can't really pin them down to certain events mm -hmm. or to certain moments they're really most of them are just the result of many little things or the result of a longer process um okay so so that, you yeah, can that's pin down those processes yeah um i think a big recent life-changing experience was definitely taking this gap here and exploring <laughs> different interests and trying different things out um and you know in the process i have just learned so much about myself about the person i am and also i've let's say discovered maybe passions or interests i would have never have thought uh would make would have any part in my life and <laughs> now, now now we need examples <laughs> yeah i <laughs> think you want to share the those. big one i always talk about is programming which <laughs> as you may know uh computer science in high school was never really my go-to subject my strongest subject and not my uh most favorite subject let's put it that way although i wasn't bad but you know i wasn't that interested in it mm. but as i mentioned before the reason i sort of decided to learn programming was mainly because i feel like i had some unfinished business with computer science and i wanted to prove mm -hmm. to myself that i can actually do it and that you know i can b 
build things and I can understand those concepts and learning it. Why? I have Let, let's get deeper into that. Why did you have that feeling there? <laughs> that you that you like why especially computer science? I mean I, I assume there are many areas of your life where you have like <laughs> some uh, unsettled business to put it that way. <laughs> Honestly I think it's just at least at that point for me it's just computer science and math where I feel like I've never really put in the effort and I've never mm. really cared to understand the stuff or care to study all too much. Although I sort of knew I could if I wanted to. And there a big point, a big turning point for me was when the French exchange student came <laughs> to our class mm -hmm. and he sat next to me in, in our math lessons. And as you know, he's, he was and is just amazing in an amazing <laughs> mathematician Shout out to in that you way. If you're listening. <laughs> yeah. You know, and <laughs> yeah. And he sh sort of, um, he sort of showed me that I, you know, I can have good grades in math and all that. If I actually study and actually sit down just mm -hmm. a few minutes and try to understand <laughs> it. Um, and, but after he left, I just lacked all sort of motivation and I didn't keep going, mm -hmm. which I sort of regret because it kind of messed up my A-levels grade, but whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I feel like with maths and computer science, I just had this feeling that I could have done way more if I just sat down a bit and actually put in the effort. And therefore I decided to learn to program because I thought it's a nice skill to have for one. And yep. as I said, it's also something that I really wish I had put the effort in sooner. And starting to learn it, it has taught me so much about the way I learn, about the power of consistency and perse perseverance, as we talked about in previous episodes. <laughs> you mean the mass rover that landed? Exactly. Yeah. And it has just opened let's say it has just changed the way I see the world and mm. the way I approach problems and uh, new things to learn. So yeah, it has definitely been a wild ride, but a, <laughs> a very, in a very positive manner. Yeah, I guess for all of our listeners out there, you can follow the ride if you listen to all of our past episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But kind of what, what about... Here. Exactly. What about you? What okay. some thing or experience you had? I'd say I agree with your like whole learning process thing and where you can pin down specific like uh, points. Maybe um, there certainly might be many for me there. I just say that there are specific events that have like marked the starting point there. For, for me, for these processes, I'd say. <laughs> like, uh, similar to history, where you can, like, pin down maybe the specific... Uh, or, like, let's let's take uh, as a metaphor here the start of World War One, where that Austrian uh, prince was shot. Um, you can't claim that that was uh, the reason for World War One. It was just the, like, um, starting point that caused all of it. 
the reasons were like maybe uh, underlying <laughs> multinational tensions let's put it that way um yeah and i guess i can just like pin down some starting points here though so um like one it of was the a very nice example though very nice example <laughs> Yes, uh, history education of the past 12 years wasn't <laughs> useless, let's say. Um, um, like one of the most influential starting points, let's say so, was when my back then biology teacher, I think, or physics teacher, some something like that, um, pointed out that there were like these in eighth grade that there were like these extracurricular programs where I could take place, especially like one that was about uh, learning uh, cool physics stuff, <laughs> which, yeah, it kind of led my life from <laughs> being, uh, let's say, uh, for influenced externally by school and all that stuff to like proactively choosing something I want to pursue there. And yeah since then i don't know i think that that thing there kind of got me to where i am right now with studying physics <laughs> participating in that program for i think it was also four years or something <laughs> yeah that was very nice yeah and like interesting participating in that program also led me on to participating in others and changing my school and stuff which is also a second point of i don't i, I would say of a big change there like changing school moving out that gave i don't know i think that taught me like to be daring in life <laughs> to, to just uh yeah take that fucking risk because there is so much <laughs> like compa comparing it to stocks um if you take big risks there can be big rewards if you take small risks your rewards tend to stay small not saying yeah. that you should always take big risks <laughs> like invest in gamestop <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> i think now that's not that good of an idea anymore but yeah <laughs> if i think you get it and like that decision led me on to like studying where i'm right now to many of the cool and good friends that i have right now which you also like kind of get into the contact with we also will get some of them as guests on our podcasts maybe next month so soon so <laughs> definitely yeah um stay tuned for that i guess um oh yes and like those like were the let's say positive events that changed me positive but there were also like <laughs> or, or like do you do you still want to get involved uh, here with some of your ideas <laughs> i'm really in interested now to hear what the sort of negative <laughs> turning points like were. the negative the negative point that brought me to positive points was like the <laughs> of course it had to do with girls you know the first rejection <laughs> yeah i mean that like being rejected that is kind of a very very negative experience i'd say you kind of feel very down and very <laughs> shit happy about yes. that like because <laughs> it's kind of like another person made a very heavy judgment about you that you cannot influence about what they think and stuff not even giving you a chance and stuff <laughs> um but in that sense that kind of made it clear for me that maybe 
she <laughs> had reason back then <laughs> to to not give me a chance <laughs> and yeah. that kind of triggered like a whole um process of changing in the sense of oh yes i should maybe become less nerdy more socially <laughs> let's put it acceptable do more sports and yeah i'd say <laughs> just yeah until then i'd say i was not that social even so mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, so if you're listening um <laughs> the girl from back then i mean then sorry for being that weird back then <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, i i, I hope it got better from then on yeah yeah i think rejections of any type really doesn't really have to be only girls it can be a job offer you've been rejected or anything i think it leads to a lot of self-reflection and therefore Mm. most of the time potential for growth exactly (laughs) a lot of the times leads to a sort of maybe it can kickstart the journey of self-improvement which is always good i think a (laughs) danger with those types of rejections is that um you try to you change yourself may, too much yes you may feel the, the need to change yourself mm. exactly and to kind of lose yourself in the process so I, i'm not saying you did that i'm just saying generally uh, i see yeah, a lot yeah. of people who try to fit the perfect uh, job offer they want to work at google and they try everything to fit that one job and if they get rejected from that you know for them it's it's really a it's a terrible thing basically their whole identity (laughs) is destroyed and is being rejected so i think while yes self-improvement is great i think you should always keep in focus your values and you know the way you want to work and the types of people you want to be around you know and not not focusing so much on getting that one job or that one girl or whatever (laughs) yeah put it in a very good way i'd say (laughs) you can like yeah i mean it's still useful for reflection but don't overdo it maybe (laughs) yeah don't over reflect (laughs) and oh yes like don't over reflect or don't overreact (laughs) or don't overthink Oh, yes, not overthinking here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, um, there would be maybe one last thing that changed my life that was, like, more or less recent. Um, when I got, like, out of school or, like, uh, yeah, <laughs> after the A-levels, I, I, learned, I started to read again and to explore, like, my interests and stuff that I like held back to exceed in school and reading especially i don't know it's like one of the most powerful things it just can do to improve your life yes (laughs) it it just changed my life so much you get so much input so many ideas so many directions it really like helps you um yeah to to put that principle of proactivity into place (laughs) And yes, I, I'd say that's like the, one of the most influential things that happened to me during the last year. 
reading and pursuing my interests and expanding my character and trying to find out just like you in your gap year where am i heading what am i trying to do with my life yeah <laughs> yeah for sure i think you know as i said in the beginning i am trying to be more patient with myself and to sort of trust the process more because all those mm -hmm. things we're talking about sort of self-improvement and character development and all that it's and pretty much endless process till the day yes. you die and <laughs> you know it's important to be efficient with your time to be productive but also to realize that it's going to take a lot of years and a lot of effort to be the type of person you truly want to be and you're always going to strive for more because once once you kind of reach a plateau or reach a certain standard for yourself, you're starting to look for new ways to improve. And it's sort of this endless process. And mm. I think one one aspect that has helped me a lot, or one exercise, is that, you know, sort of trying to look back into my past and to kind of see where I'm coming from and all the things I've been able to accomplish up until this point. Because we kind of get lost in this process and focus so much on the present, which is good. You know, you should focus on the present. You know, you know what's funny? I, I like made what? just just a few hours ago, I made some notes about how to reflect about your life. And also like I, I, I distinguished like two ways of accessing um, how you, yeah, how you can reflect upon your life. It, there's first the retrospective process, which you just mentioned. And there's yeah. like this uh, prospective um, process of um, think with uh, like the end in mind so, mm -hmm. to put it that way like that whole deathbed scheme thing which we already yeah. covered in another episode so it's kind of funny that we like <laughs> think similar did, about did that. you did you read an article on that or is it from a no book it's just or? some kind of idea that came to me because like oh we're like doing that growing up episode i think i should write a blog post <laughs> maybe about different ways of accessing <laughs> or reflecting your life so very sorry for interrupting <laughs> no no problem very interesting um yeah so what i wanted to say is that uh, it's important to reflect on your past and to sort of uh, reflect on the future but i think if you're in the process of self-improvement and all that you kind of get lost in the moment and Sometimes you get frustrated because you may not see any sort of advancement in the moment. Although, you, mm -hmm. know, you know, you're working your ass off and you just don't seem to improve in any way. And what helps me is really to kind of look back just a few months ago, a few years ago and see, okay, I've actually come so far in so many things that mm -hmm. I've been uh, I've been wanting to accomplish. I actually accomplished and to sort of have this feeling of, of okay i'm not a complete failure <laughs> i actually <laughs> i'm actually on the right path you peaked at high school <laughs> <laughs> i hope not that would be pretty sad yes. um no i as I, you i completely agree with that feeling i also like um especially the past few months i tended to create some lists of maybe principles or virtues that i want to like incorporate into my life 
on just some general ideas and like every month or so when I review my uh, Google Keep where I keep all of my ideas <laughs> it's funny how many I already like put into place and like how many ideas that maybe I picked up from those self-help books principles how to defy Uh, your life how I already like put them into place somehow and it's very satisfying and like yes gives you a feeling that what you're doing is sensical in some way yeah as you may know I, I've talked to you about it in 10th grade around there I started to take notes of all mm. of the ideas and thoughts I had and you know I've been continuing to do the uh, to do so since then so it's been Yeah, about three years now. And I've just collected this massive Notion page of all kinds mm -hmm. of random ideas and uh, yeah, random ideas, thoughts for self-improvement and all that. And from Same time to me. time, I I go back through that list and I just am so amazed how so many ideas or so many, let's say, wishes for the future I had at that time that have come true and that now are just so internalized that I don't really have to think about them. Although I was struggling just a few years ago to to understand them and to find a way to sort of implement them in my life. And mm. now looking better at, at those notes from time to time, I just see so many points where I'm like, okay, I actually accomplished that or I internalized it. I've uh, I've reached that goal And yeah, it's just very satisfying. And yeah, that must be the best feeling in life. It is. It's amazing. <laughs> like the list is just very unorganized. That's the only downside to it. But mm. other than that, it's just yeah, an amazing feeling, and I think an amazing way to to kind of get into the exercise of having ideas and writing them down because yes, many We are people like I know very they shaped by inputs. All the time. Yes. From social media, yes, from friends, from family, from media. Well, yeah. I already mentioned that, sorry. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we don't like focus on in, uh, output, which is also... Yeah, like, many many people I know when I'm as asking them, you know, do you have a sort of... I'm not asking that if, I, if I'm just meeting the person. In general, if I'm asking people, you know, mm. like, do you have a certain system of taking notes or uh, do you do write you have down Notion? your thoughts? Notion is bad. Have please, <laughs> please, you have to download Notion. Um, no, that's no advertisement here. <laughs> But if you want to sponsor us, Notion. <laughs> yeah, please do so. Um, yeah, but when I'm asking people, you know, do you have a certain system for organizing your thoughts or your tasks and all that? Many people are just like, yeah, I'm, I'm just remembering them. I don't really write them down or anything. I don't organize mm -hmm. them. I, I'm, I just remember them or at least hope I will remember them and that's fine. I know as, I, I don't remember which book it was, but in a self-improvement sort of book, I read that the brain isn't there to store ideas. It's there to have those ideas. And it's your <laughs> mission sort of to write down as many as you can and try to do something mm. with them. And kind of being the processor of, and not the hard drive. Ex exactly. <laughs> very nice. And to get into the exercise, as I said, to collect those thoughts and to kind of free up space in your brain to have ideas rather than store them. It's just a very, very good exercise that 
really improves your life i think yeah i think to that note-taking system there's like that name of or that um the expression of um having a second brain yes <laughs> and it kind of really is that way it's apart from reading i think um, setting up your second brain with notion or whatever favorite app you want to use it's one of the most effective ways of <laughs> yeah i don't know coming up with stuff using it especially in blog posts i like always am amazed if i look into my google keep and find ideas from i don't know half a year ago damn did i come with up with that that has to be put into a blog post <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good <laughs> yeah definitely all right I we kind of went off topic here, but uh, who cares? <laughs> it's all about the process of growth, not only growing up, but also like <laughs> mentally. Exactly. Very nicely put. I think maybe a little summary in the end would be nice for our listeners. We yeah. started with the sort of advice we would give to our younger selves. And yeah, I said that I would say to have the courage to be myself and to be more patient with mm. myself, with the people around me, with the whole process of life and self-improvement. And you, Elias, you said... Yeah, from my side, it was like more about the principle of proactivity. Don't let yourself be influenced externally too much um, by school who sets your life in tracks, for example. Choose um, how you want to shape your life with what uh, you agree with, what you don't agree choose what you how you uh, you are in uh, power of changing your life to put it that way in the power yes yeah um, then we went on to kind of our upbringing the way we were educated by our parents and we kind of concluded how important it is to have the support of your parents to have people who have your back no matter what and conditionally exactly unconditionally and you know to always be grateful for what you have to not be greedy to share with others and yeah to take the sort of positive aspects about your parents and um, mm. for me for example the patience they have and have those role models implement those concepts in your life and in that way become a better person yourself yeah and other than that you can kind of yeah reflect about your past like with the process of going back to the roots to get a, maybe another standpoint on where you are now in life and where you want to get maybe yeah and then the last point where we've talked about is sort of important or life-changing experiences that have led to us becoming the persons the persons is that the, the plural? people maybe so. <laughs> the people we are today <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we concluded that I, a lot of stuff is just a process and it's hard to really pin down uh, what it is that changed us. But there are always sort of things that have kick-started the entire process yeah. and like that have led to... to change, changing process. Exactly, and that have led to sort of major changes in our personality and in our perspective about life. Yeah. Awesome. And apart from that, our real little derail here, start to read and <laughs> make yourself a second brain. Yeah. Be the that processor, be not the CPU. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> it would be a good idea to to make an episode about that. Yes, about like, building a second brain. That goes right that's to, a good idea. to the episode list there. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. All right. Awesome. Thank you for listening, all you guys. We will see you, hear you, whatever, next week. I hope you enjoyed it. And until then, bye-bye.